Welcome to Audio Stories by The Spill. Audio Stories by The Spill is primarily catered to our audience with visual impairments, blindness, and reading disabilities, ensuring their access to our content. The Spill is a UK-based publication working exclusively with contributors from marginalized communities. Committed to amplifying the stories of people who have been pushed aside for too long, we want to bring interesting content that matters to us and them. Stories about life experiences, culture, arts, politics, the environment and explorations of the self. You can find all our content online at www.thespillmag.com. Untitled Fuck My Saigon Play, an interview with playwright Kimberly by The Spill. In this exclusive interview, we explore the creative mind of Kimberly, the brilliant playwright behind the thought provoking and humor infused production entitled Fuck Me Saigon Play. This innovative work challenges stereotypes and colonial narratives, providing a fresh perspective on issues surrounding representation and identity. We chatted about the origins of the play, Kimberly's creative process, and the collaboration with director Roy Alexander Weiss, as well as the profound personal meaning behind untitled Fuck Me Saigon Play. A dive into the driving forces of a playwright's artistic journey and the impact of storytelling in today's world. Thank you for doing this interview with us. Please tell us about yourself and what led you to writing Untitled Fuck Miss Sagan Play. Thanks for the invitation to chat. I'm a playwright based in New York City and this production is my first one in the UK and I'm freaking delighted. For real. I love the time I spend in the UK while working on the show. Your tube stations are so clean compared to New York subways. Meal deals at Sainsbury's, so good. And working with our incredibly talented creative team on display, the designers, actors, and running crew all led by Roy Alexander Weiss has been an entirely wonderful experience. Getting to come back for the London leg of the run and see everyone again is such a gift. I started working in theatre as an actor, which I loved, but the types of roles available to me as an Asian-American woman were super limited at that time. You know, scribe number two, shuffling in, my lord, you sent for me? I got really good at being a person who could come on, deliver a full character in two or three lines, and be out. Which takes some skill, but isn't exactly artistically fulfilling after a while. So I started writing as a way to stretch and flex my full range of creative expression, my full voice, and eventually found my way into this playwriting life. I wrote the first 30 pages of Untitled Fuck Miss Saigon play after seeing the 2017 Broadway revival of Miss Saigon, which I had never seen in person in its entirety. That was a super intense and weird experience. But seeing those racial stereotypes and misogynist images and ideas trotted out so brazenly on stage also became a clarifying moment. It distilled into sharp focus so many of my experiences as an East Asian American woman growing up in the US. It was extremely disturbing and painful, and yes, rage-inducing. Much has already been written about my rage in the British press. And although these aren't easy places from which to create, 
I believe that rage, especially from a woman, can be a clarifying fire. And my personal quirk is that my rage works itself out as comedy. Humor is one of my primary tools for dealing with pain. The play is built as a hilarious roller coaster ride through these iconic and racist stories from various time periods that continue to circulate and replicate themselves. These ridiculous representations of East Asian, Southeast Asian men and women that are embedded in so many aspects of our Western culture. It's not a reductive cage fight with Miss Saigon, though I understand why people might assume that if they've never seen the show. I mean, I'm aware I wrote that title. But Miss Saigon is only one moment in this vast timeline of colonized narratives. Its origins stretch back through a much older and deeper legacy of repeating images. What does your work center around? What themes do you explore and why? I don't overtly set out to write about any particular theme. I just tackle whatever comes up in my life. Personal questions that trouble me. Things I find to be fascinating and hilarious and beautiful. Things that break my heart. Every play I write exists in a world of its own, in style or form, according to what that particular story needs. And I think this is true of a lot of writers. As the great Stephen Sondheim said, form follows content. So my plays arise from the question or series of questions I'm circling. The only real rule is that whatever grips me, it has to be strong enough to keep that spark burning through the amount of time it will take to actually write the thing and nurture it through development. That's the test. Am I urgently curious enough to get my butt in the chair and do the work? Has the process been different this time around with untitled Fuck Miss Saigon play? The writing process has been the same in that it was very different from every other play I've written. This is the way of things for me. And for most of my playwright friends, there might be aspects of writing itself that remain, but the whole process is different for every play I write. Every time I start a new one, it feels like I forgot how to write plays, such as life. Sometimes I forget other things I've already done, like how to hard boil an egg. But you know, we Google, we learn anew, we move on. Please describe untitled Fuck Miss Saigon play in three words. Hilarious, roller coaster, hot. How have you been working together with Roy Alexander Weiss to bring the play to life? I actually met Roy by chance in the summer of 2019 at a new play development retreat in the US called the O'Neill National Playwrights Conference. This was well before I found out that I was even shortlisted for the Brentwood Prize International Award. So when Roy and I met again in November of that same year at the Brentwood ceremony at the Royal Exchange in Manchester, it all seemed weirdly fated. I have this vivid memory of being at the Brentwood welcome breakfast, munching on cantaloupe and grinning with Roy. Can you believe this? How are we here together right now? And he has been the most incredible collaborator, especially given how long our road has been through the pandemic and all. He has really championed this play through all the ups and downs of the last few years. His relentless faith in the writing and what it's trying to do in the world has been so crucial. Our vibe is wonderful. We have a similar sense of humor, which is not only crucial for delivering the play in production, but has meant that our process has been full of all-out, belly-shaking laughing from day one, which is the best way to work. He's absolutely wonderful. 
a brilliant directorial mind, sterling artistic instincts, solid gold human being. The way he sees space and understands rhythm, the way he runs a rigorous and joyful rehearsal room, the best. I can't say enough. Have I said enough? I could go on and on and on. What does the play mean to you? I'm not sure I'm able to answer fully at this moment, from this vantage point in time, but the play is deeply, painfully personal for me. Which may seem odd because, again, the play is such a bright, fast-paced comedy that trays in vast amount of silliness, but the underground river that carries all that buoyant laughter is a long history of painful personal experiences. So for me, the absolutely crucial piece of that is for the play to bring us through the whirlwind in good faith. We go with Kim through the maze, and at the end somehow there is love. Maybe not even resolution, and definitely not pat answers, but there is love. In this world that heaves daily with a story of searing dislocation and loss, I felt a particular responsibility to bring some type of hope at the end. Nothing cheaply tidy or simplistic, but bringing the journey to a narrative close with a moment that feels like a window cracked open to the sun in a dark, suffocating room. What are the main takeaways you would like the audience to get from seeing the play? Every audience member's experience is their own business, but I do have hope they will be game to jump on a roller coaster ride we've built for them. The most delightful part of being a playwright is watching people come into first contact with the ride you've constructed with them in mind, seeing how they discover pockets of surprise, or joy, or heart wrench. And everyone is invited to the party. Come as you are. Jump on in and ride with us, see where the evening takes you. I mean honestly, these actors, this cast, they are hilarious and charming and talented, so the ride will be a pretty fun one at the very least. Anything else you would like our readers to know? We don't have meal deals in New York, at least not like Sainsbury's. This is a grave injustice, and I seem to be thinking about it a lot, so maybe I'll be writing about that next. Untitled Fuck Miss Sagan Play is at the Young Vic Theatre, London, from 18th of September to 4th of November, co-produced by Royal Exchange Theatre, Factory International for Manchester International Festival, Young Vic Theatre and Headlong.